Yo, this is the ancient Texan on a Saturday afternoon. Uh, this podcast is probably more for me than you. Maybe all of them more for me than you. Thanks for being here. I had a friend die this week, Matt Bailey. Uh, there's a podcast of him. He, it's called uh, Matt, the the poet, the biologist. Um, it was done back in June of uh, this year. Matt was only in his fifties, but he suffered from diabetes. Um. He was a biologist that helped um, try to help endangered birds mostly and spent his most of his life outside observing and documenting nature. And he liked poetry. And all his poetry seemed to reflect his tie with nature. Um, one of my best memories of him was when I was writing my novel, California, 2084. I gave him a copy of it, a paperback copy. And he called me up about a week later and said he's finished it and we needed to meet. He had taken the paperback copy uh, and red-pinned the whole book not literally on every page but pretty close to every page had red pen in, on it it literally red pen and we met for kind of brunch at this whole food uh, restaurant place and I think he would have gone over every page with me since the book's like 458 pages long um, that would have taken a, quite a while, but I went over about an hour's worth letting him explain the mostly grammar, but where thoughts were unclear, and a lot of what he said was needed. In my opinion, some of it wasn't, but this urgency he had, it was almost like a crisis that we had to meet because he found these errors in my book and he wanted them out because he wanted the book to be unencumbered by grammatical errors. I get that. I understand that. That was cool. I actually did make oh, 70-80% of the changes he recommended. I actually either made it change he recommended or made some other change. And he went to some comments with me, concerts with me in the park, uh, White Clay Creek Park in Pennsylvania, near Newark. And we listened to music and he had a like encyclopedic knowledge of what groups, especially the, the Beatles, um, 
but he had a awareness of music, especially in the 70s and 80s. Uh, knew all the albums, knew all the albums of the Beatles that uh, never almost seen the light of day. But he was a very um, calm soul that had kind of taken Mother Nature and its survival to heart, the survival of species in Mother Nature. And he believed in incremental change. He believed that every meeting we have with someone, every encounter is a way of change in the world, of even change in politics. That each small interaction we have with another human makes a difference, makes a difference in change in the world. Well, it's any of you that's ever lost other people you love, there's always this feeling of, wow, I didn't see that come in. It's too surreal. It's um, not possible. Uh, you know, and you may still have may also have feelings of, you know, sadness, of course, and there's very often this feeling of, I wish I'd have done something better or different or seen him more or spent more time with him or listened better. And I come away from this week with Matt and some other things are going down with this resolve of paying attention to each person I meet telling them how much uh, they mean to me listening to them paying attention paying attention to everyone I meet as if I may never see them again or it may be a one-time encounter. And this is the one time I have a chance to make a small difference in the world. Went to a poetry group meeting today, first time in person for a long time. And it's out in these, what used to be apparently the, the horse stables for the police department in Wilmington. That's where I met uh, Matt at the poetry group. We wrote a poem, our first, we listened to some of Matt's podcasts and his poetry online. We all recognized his voice. Then we each wrote a poem about Matt and kind of went around the circle reading it. Of course, I couldn't get through reading it without breaking down. It's kind of, as I get older, 
everything is more treasured and more valued than it was. Uh, there's a certain salience, a certain taste of the moment that's precious and that shouldn't be lost. Uh, what I could have accomplished, how much I could have changed the world if I could see it through the eyes I do now, or at least that's what I'm feeling at the moment. It's quite obvious in this group that there was a lot of love for Matt in the room. Wrote a second poem. We wrote it on on death, a subject we don't often want to talk about. It's the elephant in the room that we kind of, you know, parents will buy cemetery lots and stuff for themselves so the kids won't have to suffer. But they're just actually talking about death and leaving uh, and that life is brief at best. It's not something we do often or we do well. Uh, my daughter once told me after her mom died, that was about 10 years ago, my daughter went kind of in a tailspin, too. Her life kind of unraveled, and that was just one more piece of it. But she told me, I could have dealt with you dying, Dad, better than Mom. And people kind of gasped that she was saying that to me. But then she added, you've talked to me about death and how you're ready for it and how you've had a good life and that it's okay and... We talked about death and about your views of it. And I feel, you know, as good as I could feel if you die. I understand where you're at. I never had that talk with mom. And she says, I think mom was really unhappy. And it makes me sad. And I never had that talk to her about death. But in a way about life and her life. And what if she were to die now? How has her life been? And what could we do to improve things? now knowing that it's all temporary ah, so I don't know if, if this is going to help anybody but talking about death is actually pretty damn important with your family and your kids and I'm not sure it really matters how old you are I don't think you have to obsess on it and I don't think it has to be morbid but it has to be a conversation that makes death part of life, which is perhaps a strange thing to say. But it's the normal course of things. Yeah, we all want to live forever, blah, blah, blah. 
but there's some saying that you uh, hope for the best and prepare for the worst. Well, that's death. And I think we have to learn to live our lives like we die. (laughs) It happens. Our friends go away. Eventually we go away. Life is precious and they're precious. The moment's precious. The time's precious. How you spend your life and your time and your efforts. Who you love. It's all precious because it's limited. It's limited by your death and the time that you have here. Anyway, this is the ancient Texan talking about death. Namaste. Yo, this is the ancient Texan, an earthling, hoping we all can learn to live and play well together on this small and delicate planet we call home. May we all honor the sacred and our fellow inhabitants. Namaste. Namaste.